Hall Church. So I don't know about you, but um, I've had a really interesting week. (laughs) Our original plan for this Sunday was actually to have our baptistry open. It was a baptism Sunday. We had three people being baptized. And as a leadership, we made the decision last Sunday to postpone that because of what was going on in the world, because of the virus, the coronavirus. And then we got the news on Monday that actually we weren't going to be able to meet the way we normally did. And so suddenly our whole week got flipped upside down. We started thinking and praying about what it would look like to do church. We started thinking about all the different things. And alongside that, the rest of the world was changing very quickly as well. We saw needs start being um, increased across our community. We're really blessed about the community that we live in. And there's a couple of ladies in our village that started something called the Gambling Gay Coronavirus Support Group. And so we've joined that and we've been able to come alongside Woodview Farm Shop and make some deliveries for them as people who can't leave their house are, are calling in and kind of placing orders for food. And we've continued to do stuff with the Need Project where we've been able to deliver parcels of food to those who just can't afford, who just don't have. But through my journeys of this week, I've also had some incredible conversations. I've had conversations with people, and it's all been about the coronavirus, (laughs) but I've had conversations with some people who don't necessarily see what the big deal is. Some who are a bit kind of confused about everything. They don't understand what's going on. I've met some people who are really truly fearful, who are concerned who are worried about their loved ones, who are immunocompromised, who are worried about themselves, who are worried about what happens if. I've met people who are worried about their own mental health or the mental health of their friends and family as they are forced to isolate. And the fear of what next week and the week after might look like where we're all forced to possibly close down even more. I've met business owners who are struggling for finances who are wondering where they're going to be able to pay their bills from. I've met others who have completely lost their jobs now because of decisions to close down companies and businesses temporarily to try and maintain and stop, I guess, the spread of the virus any further. And all alongside of these crazy stories... I'm also seeing amazing things happening. We as a church have been blessed to be able to utilize our large hall as a a storage space for the coronavirus support group in the village where actually there's almost extras being there provided so when we don't have toilet rolls and things like that, we can get them out to people. Um, We've had members of the community really mobilized to do a whole bunch of things and it's been really encouraging but also really challenging, really difficult. I've met... People who are feeling hopeless, who are almost in a state of utter despair. And I wonder if that's you today. I wonder if as you're watching this, you are sat there going, I don't know what is happening. What is going on? Where is God in all of this? I wonder where you might be finding yourself this morning. I'll be honest. 
I've been okay. I've been fine. In fact, I've been very encouraged by a lot of people in a lot of situations. So I've had my eyes on Jesus throughout it all. And um, I've, I've kind of been reminded that he's in control repeatedly and I've been okay. And because of that, I've found him leading me to places of service, leading, him, leading me to places where I can be the church, where I can be the person God's called me to be to serve and help others. And it's been super encouraging across the board. But I have been worried about people. All these conversations that I'm having day in and day out, I find myself getting worried. And then I start going, oh no. And on Thursday, I was driving back to uh, the village after picking up a, a parcel from the Need Project. And I'd come off of the motorway. And I was in one of these moments of real worry for those conversations, for the people whose conversations I'm having. And I, I turned to God and I kind of said, God, what is going on here? You've got to tell me something. What is going on? And in that moment, while I'm driving, I decided I was going to put on some, some worship music. And so I go to a random Spotify playlist, which I've never listened to before. And I hit shuffle. And a song comes on, which is called Remember. And in that moment, through this song, God spoke to me so powerfully. Let me just read some of the lyrics to you now. Song called Remember. How quickly we forget the God who lives in every day. How easy to lose sight that you reside in the mundane. How quickly we forget the power that's running through our veins, the kind of power that empties graves. Remember who you're talking to, the only one who death bows to. That's the God who walks with you. The song goes on. You know that if he did it then, he can do it all again. His power can still raise the dead. Don't tell me that he's finished yet. Let's we not forget the voice that's holding back the waves was once the voice that told the skies to pour them into place. Let us join the endless song of everlasting praise, the only God who empties Graves. And the song goes on from there. But on Thursday, right there in my car, I met with God. And there were, there were tears and there was laughter. And there was so much going on that I couldn't but help call my wife, Amanda. And she was like, are you okay? And I was like, yes, you have to listen to this song. I'm sending it to you right now. And I pulled over, I sent her the song. And I said, you've got to listen now. Because God was telling me, do you remember who I am? And if I'm brutally honest with you, I was struggling to figure out what I was going to be able to stand before this camera and you to say this morning. It's been a real struggle because <laughs> it's strange to preach to an empty church. And there's so many things that I feel God has been saying to me and so much that I feel I want to preach and I felt like today's message was going to be loaded of all sorts of different things and then I was reminded by a good friend yesterday that actually God has given me weeks of things to press into, weeks of things to share about. And so suddenly I realized that what we have is us entering into a small series of, I say small, who knows how long of remembering and so for the next few weeks, we're going to remember who we worship. We're going to remember who our God is. 
Now, some of you might be sitting there going, I know firmly who he is. And you know what? That is great. And the next few weeks are just going to be an encouragement for you. And hopefully you'll rejoice and you'll be able to celebrate those truths. But I wonder, maybe some of us have forgotten the God that we worship. I know I needed the reminder on Thursday. But let me start by asking you this question. Who do you worship? I mean, I think as Christians, we often come into that question and we answer it very quickly. Well, I worship God. But let me ask you, truly, who do you worship? Do you worship God above your job? Do you worship God above your family? Do you worship God above your fears? Do you worship God above what you have? Your money, your house, your food in your cupboard. Who do you worship? I'm wondering, I'm wondering, I've been praying and processing, I'm wondering who we truly worship. Is this an opportunity for us right now, for us to truly focus our eyes on Jesus and remember who our God is? Who do we worship? And the thing is, I know that some of you guys will be sat there going, of course I worship God. Of course that is who I worship. But then let me ask you this. How do you remember God to be? I mean, you say you worship God. What's he like? How do you remember him? Who do you remember him to be? Is, is God someone that you can come spend time with on a Sunday morning where you gather with people in church? And what happens on days like today? Or, or is maybe God someone who kind of fits into your schedule as and when you can? How do you remember God? Who is God? Who are we worshiping? Who do you remember him to be? And let me ask you that as you think of who you remember him to be, does that reflect how you live your life? Because again, we go very quickly to say, I worship God, but does our life reflect the fact that we worship him? Now, these are strange and uncertain times, but I wonder, I wonder during all of these things, this news reports of the coronavirus all of these times where we're concerned about so many things, I wonder how many times through people stockpiling and, and worrying about food and worrying about jobs and worrying about finances and worrying about all of these things, I wonder how many times we said, hold on a second, it'll be absolutely fine because I know who I worship. Hold on a second, I know that I'm going to be absolutely sorted because of the God who I worship is in control and above all else. I wonder how many times we've let fear bubble up I wonder how many times we've let this pandemic take over and we've had to look out into the world and go, what is going on? And there's such uncertainty that we get worried in ourselves. And then we try and fix it ourselves. I know that this week, there's been a lot of calls to action. And I found myself chasing things left, right, and center to bring support, to bring food, to bring something of God to people. But oftentimes, it has been a busyness to help people out of their need and desperation But even in some of those moments, I've had to remind myself 
not only that the glory goes to God, but that actually it's because of the God that I worship that we can do what we do. Because of him that I know I'll be all right. And so is that happening now? Is that actually what we are stepping into? Because the truth of the matter is, if we look into Scripture, do we see what is happening in today's world? Anything different from what is happening in Scripture? Well, no. We've seen all sorts of news about the wildfires in Australia, about uh, what's being called the plague of locusts in Africa, and now this world pandemic of a coronavirus. But actually, do we see things like that happen in Scripture? Yeah. And what do we see people's response to be there? Possibly different from what our response has been now. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at some of those stories. We're going to be looking at some of the things that we've seen God do in our history of the church, in our history of, of being Christians and what we've seen them do through Scripture. Because we, I think we're being called to remember who He is. But... We need to remember today, and maybe the point for me starting today is to remember that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. At the end of the letter to the Hebrews, um, we see a list of reminders, and it goes something like this. It goes like, love one another, be kind and show hospitality to strangers, remember this, um, in the, the person in prison, a reminder that marriage should actually be honored and how important it is. It says, hey, keep your lives free of money. Be content with what you have. That's an interesting one, given where we've been with people stockpiling stuff. But we'll move on from that. The writer of Hebrews then goes on to say this. God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We need to remember that today. As we are sat in our homes doing church in a way we've never done before, as we are wondering what is going on in the world when we turn on the news and see all this stuff about the virus, about economic stress all around the world, we have to remember that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is the God that we worship. He is the God that we worship. But in that same little passage, it then also says this. Remember that God will never leave us or forsake us. So not only is God the same God yesterday, today, and forever, the same God of this Bible that we see who was there throughout the plagues, the same God that led the Israelites out of Egypt, that, that led them through the miraculous, the same God that let it rain bread from heaven, the same God that did all of these amazing things, the same God that came down to earth, wrapped in flesh, took the cross for your sins, for my sins. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. But on top of that, that same God will never leave us or forsake us. I wonder how many of us need to be reassured right now in this moment when we're feeling lonely and trapped, when we look at the news and we don't know what's going on, when we're feeling like we've maybe been abandoned, that God promises he will never leave us or forsake us. He won't leave you. He won't leave me. 
It's not in his nature. It's not who God is. Who do you remember God to be? Because that is the God that I worship. That is the God that we are called to worship. Anything else may be a lie. Don't buy into the lie that your God doesn't care, that your God isn't with you, that your God doesn't love you. Because he does. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he never changes. We need to remember that when we turn on the news and there's further change in our society, that actually who we worship is God. Let us not forget that no matter what implementation the government brings, no matter what happens in China or in Italy or in Spain or down the street, let us not forget who it is that we worship. Let us not forget who it is that is in charge. Let us not forget who God is. But in addition to that, I think that we are called also to remember what God has been saying to us. And this takes us back to the last couple of series. And since the beginning of this year, I believe that God has really put something on our hearts as GBC. And if you're watching this for the first time, welcome to the family. This is for you as well. But I genuinely believe that God has been asking of us, of his people, so much, and he's been preparing us for the last few weeks because at the beginning of the year, he gave us a verse for the year, two verses to be specific. And it says this, it's from the very beginning of Romans, Romans uh, the very beginning of Romans 12, verses one and two, and it says this, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer up your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and perfect will. And we explored that for three weeks. Again, the audio is online. Check it out if you haven't. I believe it's for all of us. But then the last few weeks, we've been in this Weebles Wobble series about taking courage to be the people that God has asked us to be about taking courage that our lives would be a living sacrifice to him, I believe that the last couple of months, God has been preparing us for this moment, for this time, that we would be ready to give our lives as a sacrifice to him. Because I believe that God has been preparing us and equipping us to be strong and courageous, not to be discouraged, not to be dismayed, to remember to give our lives to him. That we need to stand firm, stand out, stand wherever he has led us. We have to have the courage to stand up, courage to stand in the gap, courage to stand alone, and courage to step out. We need to remember how God was with Daniel and his friends when they said they wanted to eat nothing but vegetables. We need to be remembering how God was with his friends in the fiery furnace when they refused to bow down to what the world was telling them to worship. We need to remember the fact that we are called to fill a gap. We need to remember that we are called to be like Elijah, to step out in all confidence and take on the prophets of Baal. We need to remember who God is. As God was with all of them, he is with us. We need to remember that God was with Peter when he asked him to step out of the boat. I believe God has been preparing us for the last couple of weeks. He's been preparing us that we could be his people, that we could stand up, 
stand firm, stand out, step into the gap, that we could step out of the boat, that we could give our whole lives as a living worship and sacrifice to him. But we need to remember who God is for us to do that. We need to remember how God was with them back then. He is still also with us now. We need to remember who God truly is. Because if we don't remember who he is, then we don't have the strength, the courage, or the confidence. We don't have the power, the authority, or even just the energy to be who God has called us to be. The same God from all of those accounts that we looked at so in depth over the last few weeks is the same God that is with us right now, the same God that we've worshipped this morning through a computer screen, through a phone, through a tablet. He's the same God that we are coming together to worship. And maybe, maybe this morning you need to be reminded of the power that God has. Maybe you need to be reminded that you need to remember how amazingly strong and powerful your God is. There is nothing that can stand against. There is nothing on this planet, in this universe, that is more powerful than God. Maybe you need to be reminded of who he is through his strength, through his power, that he can pick you up and hold you and cuddle you and say, I've got this, you are protected from the world. Maybe you need to be reminded how our God is also still alive and well. Maybe you need to be reminded that God's not finished yet. Can I say that one more time? God is not finished yet. He's not done with you. He's not done with me. He's not done with this building. He's not done with his church. God isn't finished yet. Do you believe that? Do you believe that, church? I can't hear you right now. Do you believe that God isn't finished? He's got plans and purposes for you. He's got plans and purposes for me. And you know what? Coronavirus will not stop God's plans and purposes. He's not done. We can look through history of different plagues. And the fact of the matter is that oftentimes when there are these different plagues, we see revival. We see more people come to faith. You know that in 2019, there were a lot of people across the UK that were speaking prophetically into the fact that 2020 would be a big year for the church, and that there were going to be hundreds of thousands come to faith in the UK. And for a long time, I was kind of like, that sounds good, but how's that going to happen? And then you look at what's going on. In the last week, I've had more people ask for prayer than ever before. In the last week, we see more people turn to our Facebook pages, to our um, Instagram pages, who've never connected before. There are people looking for someone who can provide some sort of peace and answer. And the truth is that you and I know that in Jesus, we find everything. So who is it that you're worshiping? Who do you remember God to be? Is your God that God of the Bible? Because if he is, your life should look different than the rest of those around you during these times. God is with us right now. God does not leave us. God does not forsake us. He is with you. He is with me right now. As we cry out for our brothers and sisters, he is with us. God is with us. 
And on Thursday, when I had that moment in my car with God, I had a real sense that God said to me, how dare you, Adrian? How dare you question what's going on? I am in control, God said. I am in control. How quickly you forget, Adrian, the God that, who the God that you worship is. How quickly you forget. And you know what? Sometimes I do. But God is telling me not to forget that, I, that he is the God that I worship. And so I wonder what it is you need to remember this morning. Do you remember that God is with you? That God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That God is the same God of the Bible. The same power. The same freedom, the same healing, the same guidance. God is the same. Do you remember God in his fullest? Do you remember who God truly is? Not your version of God, not my version of God, but who God is. Do you remember that? Because right now, right now, God is moving in power. Right now, God is still working. Right now, God is preparing the world for those who don't know him to come to know him. He is preparing the world right now. I firmly believe that right now God is on the move and that we're going to see more and more people come to faith. But God's going to use you and he's going to use me to love on those around us. God is going to use you and he's going to use me as we step out in courage to give our lives fully in sacrifice to him. Because he's the same God. And so you might be in your lounge chair, in your living room, dining room, wherever you may be. It's the same God. He's the same God. So can I encourage you this morning to take time and ask yourself the question, have you stopped believing in that same God? Have you maybe changed who God is and lived your life differently? Because the truth of the matter is God is almighty. God is in control. And can I remind us once again that God is with us and he doesn't leave us or forsake us. I know that sometimes I forget how great our God is. And I wonder if now in this time of, of uncertainty, of, of isolation, of strangeness, I wonder if you and I are going to be people that look at the news and look at the world and run the other direction. Or if you and I are going to be people who say, hey, I know who I worship. It might be scary, but God's in control. And so God, where do you want me? Who are you calling me to? Who am I speaking to, God? I wonder if you and I are going to be people encouraged by who he is, reminded of who he is, remembering the truth of who God is, living out the lives that he's calling us to live.
because I remember who it is that I worship. That is why I live the life that God calls me to live. As I step out in sacrifice, as I step out in worship physically and and verbally, as I step out to do the things that God has asked me to, I can step out with confidence because of who I worship, because of the God I worship. And so today's simple message is that your God, my God, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is with you, and he is with me, but he's also asking us to be his people. He's been preparing us, church. Can I say that firmly? He's been preparing us, church, to have the courage to stand out, to step out, to be firm. He's been preparing us. I'm excited. But in all of it, not in your strength or my strength, and it's not for your glory or mine, it's for his glory and his strength. But the only way to do that is to remember who he is. So do you remember? Let's pray.